happening welcome back you on the next episode of the cough talk today we got the one and only we got epitaph beats in this hoe how's it cracking boy hey we popping you know how it is g we popping we out here in florida the swamp ass city of america (laughs) good morning from the swamp ass of america (laughs) good morning bright and early (laughs) it's bright and early for you it's oh, 10 15 down here for me bro i barely woke up for this shit i was so tired when i texted you this morning <laughs> like i woke up like i barely got any sleep last night because my girl she was laying in the middle of the fucking bed and so i got kicked oh, off to the nice. side <clears throat> and every yeah, that's time, always fun yeah every time i moved she looked over she like get up and like would you stop moving <laughs> I'm like, yeah i'll get right on that so I woke up at like six this morning here and just sat there and just stared at the wall and then went out to the living room. I was like, this is bullshit. This is gay. This is gay. I should have just came into the studio. I should have just came in here. You should have. You should have. You should have got your ass out of bed and, and came into the stew. But, but what did we learn? What did we learn? Not a whole lot as usual. But this cough talk, it's actually educational. So today we're going to be it's- learning facts. You're going to be learning chemistry. Dropping gems on you. Dropping gems on you. <laughs> We're going to teach you how to flip a pack. We're going to teach you how to push it. Make it. I, I, <laughs> a, a pack of beats. <laughs> a pack of beats, bitch. Bro, all right. So let's get into this to a little bit. So tell me kind of. So you t- tell everybody like what you do in the music industry, just so they can got to get a basic background on you. It's a shorter list of what I don't do. Um, <laughs> my name is Damien. I go by Epitaph Beats. I now also go by Darkheart. Um, I am an artist, producer, engineer, uh, musician, all around jack of all trades. Motherfuckers. Savage. 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 So that's what I do. Um, mainly right now. <clears throat> well, I'm out of beats now. I am to... Uh, Hold up, let me count this real quick for you. I got with one, two, three, four, five, six different artists. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, thirty, one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, forty, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have fifty tracks with six different people. Ah, damn. So I need to write more music. Yeah, I need to write more music. Bro, see, uh, bro I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, like, I, I love doing music, but I couldn't stay motivated to just come up with absolutely different sounds every beat. 
I would always just backtrack to some of the old ones and I'd always ADD pull out of them. Yeah, but ADD helps. ADD does not help at all. No, not at all. Like if I'm sitting there by myself and I'm doing it, dude, I get bored, bro. That's why I got to do shit with like a producer or like an engineer. Like I can't just sit here by myself. Like I have to have someone record me and like hit play and fucking re-record and do all that because it's like, bro, I'll get bored if I'm just sitting there by myself doing that shit. I'll just go upstairs and start making food and forget about it. Yeah, see, that's, yeah I totally, well, that's that's a lot of the reason I'm out of beats right now, because it is hard sometimes to stay motivated and to keep getting it done. And, uh, you know, I've engineered this thing for a couple of years now to try to get busy. And all of a sudden I'm busy, but I didn't stay motivated throughout that entire process. So now I need to write 50 more beats in like two weeks. That's going to be a pain, bro. Did, did you ever... Did you ever do that challenge? A lot of producers are doing it. They were doing the 30 for 30, like the, 30 I, I didn't beats, do a 30, 30 for, yeah, no, I didn't do a 30 for 30 challenge. I did uh 30 minute challenges and I used to go, challenges. yeah, I used to go live on Instagram and uh, I'd crack a beat out in 30 minutes, like full structure, not, not a complete, complete beat. Right. But, Cause you still have to do the mix downs and shit and edits. Well, yeah. And like a bunch of automations and shit. I do like some basic automations and, and bust out to 808 the hat the snare the melody and you know the the verse and the chorus and the whole shit in like 30 minutes in fact i got a song with uh deco called 30 minutes was the he beat because 30 was, minutes literally <laughs> yep yep because he can't he came over to the crib he was in the stew and uh we recorded a track we recorded another track and then he was like let's just let's start from scratch right now and i was like all right bet i'll do a 30 minute beat and uh, I got a 30 minute beat out and it was fire. Watch when he drops it. This will be like the next fucking Eminem, Dr. Dre. <laughs> He's like, nah, David, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> Everyone's going to, that's going to be the new challenge and shit. Everyone, the whole, the whole point of like, even the song name, he's going to name it 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's so far. That's what it is. Damn, it's kind of funny. See, I haven't talked to him in a while. I hope he's doing all good. Shout out to Dayco. You the boy, bro. You the man. He out here in Colorado killing it, bro. I think he's been, he just released something a couple not yet. days ago. It was Did a while not? ago. Oh, was it? Oh, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. There was the cipher. Um, well, didn't yeah, he cipher. just release? I thought he just released waiting. Did he not? Uh, not yet. Well, sorry, everybody. We, I ruined uh, that for you. No, you didn't ruin nothing. We're leaking it. We're starting to pull clips of it. <laughs> leaking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's time. We we've been we've been working pretty hard trying to come up with a, a promotion plan and like a scheme and a release schedule and doing the the dirt work behind artist development and shit. So And that's, that's my problem. problem. Well, yeah, you you, you got to get that shit done, bro. Yeah, cuz it's like I got so I didn't mean to cut you off. I got no, like good. four beats through you. <laughs> They're all mm-hmm. done except for one. Yep. And I just, all I need to do is release. And I have the other content. I have like six or seven tracks just sitting in the vault, just kicking it, dude, for like a year. And I'm just like, I have everything ready to go. You know, of course, like you helped me with my BMI. We got the LLC yeah. off the ground. We got all the other stuff going. I have all the cover photos done, completely made, like ready to go. All I have to do is just upload everything into the fucking uh, distributor site. It's all I got to right. do. It's all I got to do. <laughs> I might work well, on that I mean, this afternoon. <clears throat> Yeah, you could do that. I need I mean, to come with release it's, dates. I need right. to it's important to release. have a schedule. That's just what I was going to say. It's really important to have a schedule. Like, uh, we're going to do, I think, eight songs a year is the plan with Deco the first year. I'm going to drop eight songs. We're going to dump like 500 bucks a quarter into promotion. So, 
I know it's not a lot of money, but that's a good place to start. I mean, that's and, more than uh, a lot of other artists will dump into themselves, you know? Well, yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be a part of that. Like, I mean, we're, we're, we want to have like a team mentality here because it takes, you know, that old saying, it takes a village to raise a kid. It's, it's like, it takes more than one person to, to make this music shit work like that. Yeah. Oh, no, I totally agree. And it's part of the problem that a lot of the artists don't see is I see it a lot too, <clears throat> where it's just artists are like, I'm going to do it myself. I got this. It's like, nah, bro, you ain't going to do it yourself, dog. You, it's like you think that because all, all these people like for an instance example like you hear russ i mean i'm pretty sure you know who russ is you hear yeah, his I, songs and how he's you know self-made and everybody believes that he's done it on his own the fuck he did i can guarantee you he had a sick nasty team behind him to help him yeah, get to that yeah, level yeah, yeah. Like, behind of course, the scenes people so yeah. russ 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 i used to love russ i nowadays I, hate russ well why I, I can't stand the motherfucker these days. Um, he just sounds all the same. He sounds the same all, in every song. His songs sound the same. And he got, uh, which is, okay, hold up. Let me digress here a little bit. A, a lot of different musicians across a lot of different genres all start to sound the same after a while. Like they yeah. have a style. They have a thing that they do. So I'm not going to hate on that like hella hard. Um, but like <clears throat> Russ got that big head. He started getting in all those altercations and sending his goonies to fight people for him and charging like $300 a ticket like bro fuck you you ain't that cool <laughs> you ain't that cool <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't that cool dude and you don't need to send a squad of people to beat Quando Rondo up like you know what I mean like oh bro you could do that yourself dude it's Quando Rondo I mean Quando Rondo he's a, he's in that street life for real so it's like I don't it's know honestly exactly. like I would probably send people because I mean here's my thing Russ like he might be a little ghetto but that fool's not he, in the street life. Like that. Yeah, no, he's no, no, he's no, not no, ghetto no. like Quando Rondo. That that fool I mean, is ghetto, dude. He is, he is. And I mean, Russ, I'll give the guy props as a as a talented individual. He he produced the shit, he mixed the shit, he engineered the shit, he mastered the shit. You know what I mean? Like, but cool, I can do that too. <laughs> I can do that too. In fact, I just I just did. Me and my little brother dropped a track, Leroy and Darkheart, that song Nameless. Oh, bro, I still need to check that out. We might check that out yeah. on the show, bro. We might we might bump that shit. If you can get direct audio and play it. Oh, I for sure can. I for sure can. All yeah. I gotta do is share the screen. I'll have to pull it up here in a second. But uh, that that's part of my problem with Russ is like a lot of his shit sounds the same. And it's <clears throat> his lyrics, they're they're pretty good. Like he just like the the way he keeps himself on the tracks, they're he, he is a good artist, but that's the thing I don't like about him is, <clears throat> I mean, every artist gives off the different perception of themselves because that's part of the industry, you know, to give off these personas and this and that. But the the way he makes people think about him, which is, I mean, yeah. props to him. This is not me hating on him at all. But it's that whole, like, even mm. my homie, JDJ, was believing for a while. I was like, fool, I'm going to do this shit like Russ did all by himself. And I looked at him like, you're retarded. You're not yeah, going to do this Russ by yourself. Okay, Russ made have made the music about by himself but he did not get to his place in the music world by himself no way no way he had a ton he might have of- got he got the attention at first by himself but then you know he might be an independent artist artist but you, you lie to yourself if you think he doesn't have a promotion team a marketing team a branding team a manager behind him yeah exactly Bookers, promoters yeah. like everything like yeah i can guarantee you like he probably dumps at least a million dollars a year in his own advertisement to get his yep. stuff out there, to get his stuff pushed, to be at the top and of the as, line. At, 
as an independent artist like that, I mean, well, I don't think he's independent anymore. I think he signed to somebody. A couple well, I years thought ago. he was. I thought he was signed to Atlantic Records, but I, yeah, I he couldn't... he did that a couple years ago. I think um, I stopped following in general. But like tour managers, bro, fucking tour buses, tour vans. As an independent artist, that shit is hard. You gotta have money, money, like money, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, which yeah. he which he does, but at the same time, it's like people don't understand what it takes to get there. A lot nice. of these artists just keep pushing they like they get the traction but they're just they're spinning their wheels so fast that all they're doing is standing in place like they're just running yep. in place at this point they're not getting enough tread to kind of move a couple inches forward it's like bro yep. y'all need to slow down for a minute y'all need to well seriously and stop buying fake plays <clears throat> oh we got them good calling them out <laughs> stop buying fake plays we can see that shit it's we noticeable it. yeah and <laughs> if you can stupid. see it yeah if we can see it anybody else can see it you know what i mean a fucking publicist trying to do a write-up about you like oh cool well they have fake fans there's that there's that <laughs> like i mean fuck bro this track only has 380 plays with four likes and you know that was probably all from his mother and then you right. got this other track that's got over like three million and a hundred thousand likes. You're like, mm, but then you don't see any yeah. subscribers. You don't see any subscriber going yeah, up or, or down. Nope. So it's like, hmm, hmm, I don't know. Is this a one hit mm-hmm. wonder or is this a fake play buying bitch? But I mean, I don't know. The, the the marketing world for independent artists is super convoluted and shit too. Like nobody really lays that shit out for you. I've struggled with that. And once you, you I don't know, you throw money away. <clears throat> sometimes you don't even know you're buying fake plays you know what i mean it says oh we're an organic play reach like program you spend a hundred dollars fucking promote your track and you still get a bunch of fake plays it's 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 ruthless out there it's, it's a, a field of snakes it's a it field is. of snakes well um, <clears throat> this is one thing i gotta respect about those people the ones that run the fake promotions they're bamboozling a lot of motherfuckers and they're yeah, making it's a it's money. a hustle Dude, they're making money just to give motherfuckers fake plays. And at the end of the day, you don't really know if they're fake until you break down your actual analytics sent from, you know, Spotify, Apple Music directly. When you start getting those analytics, you can kind of see, like, if half your plays are coming from India, bro, they're probably fake. I'm just going to be 100% real with you. They're probably fake. Well, they're just VPN run clickbots. That's all they are. Somebody hosts uh, hosts a bunch of virtual machines on a server network and just has a bunch of click bots with a website address. So they go to the website, your track, and they click bot and just play your song from different bots in a VPN. It's like a nerd sitting in his mom's basement. It's just some nerd making a hundred thousand dollars a year sitting in his mom's basement. Just fucking (laughs) stacking it, playing dungeons and dragons and getting people fake bot plays. (laughs) Playing dungeons and dragons and getting them fake bot plays. (laughs) Oh fuck no. So, how did you get your stepping stones into the industry? Like, how did you start? Like what, what age did you start at? Well, I picked up drums in concert band in like fifth grade. So young, I was in concert band, orchestra band, jazz band, marching band, all the way through fucking high school. What was, hold on. Um, Were you, were you, when you started, you know, in band and everything in fifth grade, did you want to do it? on your own i mean not like on your own did you make that decision like hey i want to do this or is it kind of like you were pushed in that direction no nope not at all it was the craziest thing like this was the late 90s i started here in blink 182 on the radio and i was like i want i want to be travis barker (laughs) i'm I'm dead serious so i like i i would spend my 
lunch periods, like my lunch recess, I'd go to the band room and I'd sit down on the drum kit and I like could play. And uh, I convinced my mom to buy me a snare drum and get it and shit. And from then on, dude, it was just like, I want to be a fucking rock star. So <laughs> I got into a bunch of, I'm serious. I'm serious, bro. Like from a young age, I was like, I want to be a fucking rock star. So I was in a bunch of punk and metal bands for a long time, like through high school and after high school, I like toured and did all kinds of crazy shit in punk and metal bands. And then I got super into the EDM thing. I taught myself how to DJ and then I started learning how to produce. And then I was in this weird like EDM metal fusion band. It was pretty fucking sick, but that's another real long story. I've told you that story before. Yeah. Check yeah. It out on another, yeah. That's on another podcast. You go hit ABLT for that one um but yeah dude i don't know we went into that whole thing and then i started meeting people doing that got a couple songs on the radio and uh that broke up that whole crazy story i told you and then i just started djing nightclubs dude and producing edm music on the side and that's how i met a lot of people was just djing the nightclubs and on that circuit and then that thing just kind of got clicky and weird and the EDM scene's weird anyway. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going back to my roots and I'm going to start pro- producing hip hop. Like, fuck it, bro. This is my game plan. This is what yep. I'm going to do. Yep. And so <laughs> instead of being involved with a bunch of other people, cause I'll tell you what, man, creatively, like as a group, that shit is hard. It's real hard to keep a bunch of people on the same page when you're all creatives. But if you're a producer or you're a rapper, when it comes to the creativity part of it, you only have you to worry about. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, not a doubt. So, because <clears throat> see, this is so, so here. This is my introduction. <laughs> to music. I fucking hated orchestra class. I didn't want to do band class. I wanted nothing. When the teacher would send us home with our instruments, I played the not the violin, the viola. Okay, I'd sit there in my room and play it like a guitar. <laughs> when i was like in sixth grade i was like this is gay as fuck i didn't want to put in the work to actually learn the strings learn the notes learn how to play i just wanted to be like some fucking rock star just in there playing a viola like it's a guitar and shit like a dumbass bro like fucking in my room and shit had my mom walk in one time she's like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) i'm sitting there like plucking strings picasso style like fucking. (laughs) oh my god bro bro and I started finding my love for music towards middle of high school is when I started joining like bands and shit. I was really into like, sc- like, you know, heavy metal scream out type shit. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah, I was into all that. So I, I didn't really start getting into hip hop until like my senior year, you know, we, in like 2013, we had that huge explosion of a new sound and that sure. kind of genre. So the SoundCloud wave. Yeah. The SoundCloud wave. So you, you saw a lot of twists and turns and that's what got me into hip hop is I didn't like those twists and turns. I was literally sitting here right. like as a, as a, you know, a heavy metal fan not even liking hip hop in general. But then I started listening to it, started getting into it, started hearing all these new artists come up. I'm like, dude, these fools are trash, bro. I was like, right. I could do better. <laughs> and for and- the first couple of years, I didn't do better. I sounded just as bad. <laughs> yeah. But then I, you know, I, I was always in love with music and just doing vocals and stuff like that. I was never really too much into fucking playing the piano or, you know, busting out the trumpet or anything like that. I just didn't, I didn't want to put in that time that it took to learn and respect those instruments, you know? Yeah, I do. I feel that a lot of people have that. And I I don't know, for me, it was just like the first time I sat down behind a drum kit, I was like, Oh, this is my shit. 
oh this is my shit see i used to do yeah. that in front of drum kits because some of my homies had drum kits <clears throat> i couldn't keep a fucking i couldn't keep you know a beat going at all i had no rhythm on drums i was just sitting there banging the shit out of them having fun thinking i was all sick and shit not even knowing right. what what is what bro i still had fun but now i like to play instruments like i won't you won't catch me playing a guitar really because i don't really know how i suck cock at it but you know, I'll fuck around on the piano a little bit, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll bust some shit out, dude. If you got like an electric violin, because like, dude, some right. of my, uh, one of my engineers, he just has a gang of shit. He's, he's <clears throat> Justin Hardman. Check him out. Uh, Colorado Sound Studios. This dude, he's really into everything from photography to videos to, you know, music production. He, this dude pulled up. Hey, what are those things that are in like, germany or whatever though you just crank them together and they go oh an accordion accordion. bro he busted that bitch out one day when we were recording i was like what in the did you get that from me i was like damn bro that looked like that that thing went through the holocaust dog like it was (laughs) old school as fuck he was like yeah my grandpa gave it to me oh my god and so he starts playing and then he busts out like an electric like flute and shit dude and hooks it up and he has also like an electric violin and all this i'm like damn dude i didn't even know you played this shit like what the fuck yeah, it, man. Those are the things you learn. It gets deep, dude. Like people come to my studio now, and they, I just look like an engineer or a producer, you know. But then it's like, oh yeah, I've I've played drums for fuck twenty years, like more than twenty years at this point. I play guitar. I play a little bit of piano. It's like that love for music when you have it like that. It just starts running deep. Oh yeah, <clears throat> get it into does. all the shit because I want to get into uh, scoring film next. That's the next thing I want to try to do is like making background noise for tv shows and songs for movies and film dude you might as well bro because you can get paid some fucking money for that shit bro if they end up like Buku. taking it yeah bro, man, they'll that's... pay you an insane amount just to own it yep. <laughs> so yep. it's like fuck i'll get bro if someone hit me up so some movie hit me up and they were like yeah i want your forgetful track i, I want to buy it for this <laughs> movie i'd be like bro bet how much you want <laughs> on, on god how much you trying to give me bro Twenty thousand. Yep. All right, bet. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even nah, give a fuck. Nah, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't just outright take the cash. You got to keep some rights. You take twenty, take twenty coal car cash, and then you make a deal for ten percent of the royalty rights. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it would still on be anything. I wouldn't just take the cash and dip out. I'd still be like, you know, I want royalties because every time this bitch gets played, I want to get paid too. You know. Well, you'd be surprised how many young artists and young producers just they chase that immediate bag dude and then they want that first big lump sum money and they don't negotiate for themselves right and and they get screwed yeah dude so who okay so have you seen that show <clears throat> on hulu the the wu-tang series thing i have not finished it yet i started it bro that show's gangster because it even explains it to when the guy gets you know the whole wu-tang clan and everything set up and you know he's getting all of them deals, and one of them really he was like, "I just want to." I'm so pumped to be signed to Def Jams or whatever. And mm-hmm. and the, the the dude, the main dude, he was just like, "Nah, bro, I didn't. We didn't sign that contract." And the guy was pissed, and he was like, "I'm doing this for you because it's like they want to own your music." He was like, yeah. "Bro, you you're gonna love me in 20 years because you're gonna own your music. Yeah. That's what yeah. you want." And yeah. it's because they had an immediate bag in front of them, and that's all he saw. He didn't see. Exactly. Oh, I'm not gonna own my music i'm not going to get it back like you know exactly. I, some record labels would be like okay we own your music for five years and then after that five years it's another five years and you get your you own your music back so they just kind of make a profit off it but then they you own your music after like you know say 10 years you own your music it's all yours again you know yeah. people don't understand that and that's why like signing with record labels is super tricky because 
you when you when you get into the contracts of it and i was talking to my friend john casbar which has worked for a lot of bands a lot of record labels and he was telling me too is like you know there's a lot of people that see the money and directly go for it you know some mm-hmm. record label be like here's fifty thousand dollars and he was telling me when he was working with certain artists he was like don't do it that is a lot of money or like however money they're however much money they're going to give them like that is a lot of money but think about it like this that's all you're going to make for five years because yeah. they're going to take all your music they're going to own all your music they're going to take all your fucking money they're like just hold out bro there'll be another there'll be another record label that'll offer you you know a, <clears throat> a million dollars with a three-year contract and a three-year return you know it's just stuff like that where people get lost in contracts because you know the record label will bring the will bring the incentive in a in a bag you know, they'll yep. be like, oh, here's the cash straightforward. You don't have to deal with wire transfers, blah, 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 yada, yada. It's, yeah, dude, most record like labels are fucking snakes. Oh, yeah, but I wonder now how, I mean, they're even more snaky now because back then you kind of, you didn't necessarily need a record label back then to make it, but it was more set in stone that you did because <clears throat> they handled a lot of your production. I'm mean, not just like your production, but your uh, your distribution they handled like you know like your cds they handled like you know all that shit and now it's moved more towards the you know independent artists because y- you can handle all that on your own you can make your own website you can make your own direct links your own bank accounts to hook up to this you can make it all yourself you know computers are so accessible now and so are all the softwares to where you don't need to depend on them cds no one does fucking cds anymore vinyls barely coming back <clears throat> So when it right. comes to the distribution, it's like, I'm not going to give this record label mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z for distribution when I can do that myself, dude. And so Facts. now these record labels are looking at, okay, well now how can we fuck them more out of money? <laughs> Cause we're not making money off CDs and merch sales and all that shit. That's <clears throat> not making nothing. That's why owning your masters is such a big discussion right now. But how is it that you, would you own your masters <clears throat> with uh Oh, I mean, of course, like if you make it and, you know, you have like your, your all your LLCs and oh, you have all your shit in, in a row, of course you own it. But when it comes to like, you know, a record label, would that be that would be kind of discussing the contract of yes, owning yes. your masters and owning, you know, for X amount of years or for a lifetime or whatever. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, because <clears throat> when I was working for Melania Records, we were a record label, but we were like an independent one to where we weren't really doing things with artists to where it was like well yeah you make it through us yada yada we keep it this amount of long no we were just like yeah bro i mean if you're tight you're cool you want to work we would sign them and do all that but we weren't we were independent like you can go work with whoever you want bro but like when you're working with us like of course there was some <clears throat> things set in stone like when you're working with us like um of course you get say over a lot of things and mixing and mastering but at the end of the day it's us who is producing it and making it and you're just the voice so you're Mm -hmm. just under this brand and you know we're not we don't necessarily own your music we don't we're not going to make you sign all these gnarly contracts just like you know a couple ndas and uh, a couple like i don't remember what they're called but i call them like a like kind of like a loyalty agreement for x amount of like here we want you yeah 
like a there's non-disclosure and then there's a non-compete clause yeah as well. yeah that's yeah. what it is and so we would we would do those because we didn't want to do super heavy contracts we weren't out here trying to fuck our artists either we were the ones going and finding underground artists and bringing them sure. in and under the wing so we weren't some million dollar multi-billion dollar record label nothing like that at all so we weren't trying to screw artists we were trying to help artists and shit like that we weren't trying to make them sign their music and their life away it's like bro you're underground you ain't making millions yet <laughs> we don't want that <laughs> right right mm. <clears throat> oh shit i'm choking on this water oh, don't do that don't do, don't do that so what what age did you really <clears throat> start getting into the production side start getting into like the contracts and start actually thinking about this as a legitimate career um well i mean 18 19 okay and so were you you already since you you know you were in bands you were really into music you were playing like 20 different instruments and shit did you already know kind of what you were doing from behind the scenes or was it just a fucking you know i'm just taking a shot in the dark here yeah it's it's been like that every every single venture i've done man like i don't think anybody really starts out knowing from the get like you try and you fail and then you learn from that adjust your pattern a little bit and try again and uh i've come close a couple of times but the more you go the more you learn like you know that first the first couple metal bands i was in when we did like little homemade van tours and shit we'd start meeting the bigger bands and getting here and there and then talking to their a and r guys and talking to their managers and that's just you just got to work your way up that ladder you got to network you know what i mean so obviously i've never made it yet but you just keep trying yeah like i mean there was points to where like, and it makes me so sad, but it's just like those learning curves. Cause when I was with MR, we really had the chance to expand and really blow up because we were getting good artists. We were just, we were networking good. I'm not going to sit here and say it was all me because <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't, right. but you know, a lot of it did come from me and just the skills I was using to go network and go get artists and go get features and, you know, own certain percentages of things. Came to the point to where we had, I mean, shit, even just with my own work, I had, you know, at least an album ready to go and everything got lost. You know, you, you run into these problems and not even that when everything got lost, it wasn't like, I didn't take it out on my engineer or like the CEO or not. I didn't do, I didn't, I was just like, you know, it happens. Let's just pick it up and go from there. Like we, it got lost. It's whatever. Maybe it happened for a reason. Let's just keep working. But then you saw everything, all the pillars that held our label strong. You, you watch them start falling out. Like the main right. engineer, he's, you know, we weren't getting studio sessions. We weren't getting any mixing in. We were falling apart when we had like an album to go. We were releasing stuff every other week throughout all of our artists. You know, we were starting to get there. We were doing bigger shows. We were doing just bigger things. And then all of it fell apart so quickly. And I just saw uh, the vision ahead of like, not, oh man, a couple more gigs and we're really going to make it, bro. But we were on that track of like, bro, we were talking to big name artists we were talking to good headliners we were just doing everything right and if we would have stuck with it for another year and a half bro i'm pretty sure we could have made at least a million throughout like the yeah. the whole label not just like every artist pulls in uh, you know like just throughout like the label with like revenue and everything we probably could have 
pulled in at least like a million, dude, if we really fucking would have just sat down and just did this shit. So, you know, you see, you see that success and then you see it just ripped from you and it just makes you tear up, dude. But it's just those learning curves, man. Like, and that goes in with me. What I was learning too was I need to have stronger contracts because, you know, this industry is fucky. You know that if you don't Mm -hmm. have contracts, these dudes will do whatever the fuck they want. They do not care. And it's just like, damn, bro, because I was always built on like loyalty and shit. Like, yo, bro, like, I don't want you signing all this dumb bullshit. Just give me your word. Nah, not yeah, no that's more. That's not the case anymore. Nah, nah, nah fuck, fuck no, dude. Fuck no, bro. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I, which I, you know, I, I wishful thoughts are cute and nice. You know, that's what I was always told. But yeah, they never got me anywhere, though. It, it really, you, you do. You got to make sure you have good contracts. You got to, uh, talk to IP lawyers if necessary, talk to music lawyers. Like you have to take this shit serious if you really want to do something with it or just be honest with yourself and uh, realize that you have a hobby. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're you're not a professional. (laughs) That's what, that's what this stuff came down to me. I mean, came to me as now is like, of course I always want to make it in music, but you know, I had my chance multiple times. Things just didn't work out. I'm not going to be one of those dudes like, oh, I quit. I'm never coming back. I... Right. No, like I'm still going to make music. I'm still going to like when shows come up, I'm still going to do that, but I've taken it a lot less seriously to where it's like, I'm still going to deliver good content. Like I'm still going to put my heart and soul into my music. But the way I release it, the way I'm pushing it, the way I'm doing this, it's more of a hobby to me now, bro. Because that shit's so tiring, dude. Like, well, right. You don't and you've have- shifted. You've shifted more from like the world of you were just a serious artist to now you're more broad in the audio world. You're doing podcasts. You're doing interviews. You're you're branching yourself out to be in a position to where who knows in five years you could be the dope manager. Right. And so, like, that's the thing that was like, if if I'm still going to be in the industry, it's like it's hard because it's like, I want to do so many other things and I know what it's like to like get those good phone calls and, you know, you see your shit blow up, but then it's also like, I just don't want to deal with the flops. I don't want to deal with the bullshit. Like I'm still going to put my stuff out there. If it flops, whatever, I'm not going to take it too seriously. But if I'm back in that mindset of I'm going to make it and I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm doing this algebra and shit to get everything going. And you see a lot of traction come and then it just falls. You're like, fuck, what do I do now? And it's hard Mm -hmm. to do all that because it's like, now it's like, I don't have a label to back me. I don't have seven different artists to back me and help brand my, not even just help brand it, but just help push it in a sense, because I'm doing all these features or I'm doing all this work on their tracks. So, you know, they're trying to give me promotion and stuff like that. It's like, dog i'm just tired of that bro like if it blows up it blows up if it doesn't cool whatever i'm still going to release music i'm still going to do podcasts and interviews and talk my shit but i'm just not going to take it as seriously anymore dude well maybe yeah i I feel you there i think i was misunderstanding what you're saying when you're saying seriously because i still take it dead seriously but i'm not going to get butthurt about it yeah and see that's that's the thing is like if i don't take it as seriously i'm not going to get his ass hurt about it (laughs) Right. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know, dude, here's, here's the way I look at it. I know where I'm going to make money and I know where I'm going to make a big name for myself. And that is not as an artist that is as a producer and as an engineer. So the artist thing is, is my fun side. Well, it's really not even super fun. It's dealing with mental health issues in the only way I know how (laughs) seriously, just rap about that shit, bro. Sing about that shit. It's like, it's really not as fun as I panned it out. No, it, 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 (laughs) 
it really is though like i have a blast doing it but i mean fuck we we dropped this song on wednesday i think it's got 50 plays right now and i haven't even started the promo i need to run my promo campaigns this weekend i need to start those but i could care less if the song got more than 100 plays if 10 people liked it and they listened to it on repeat i don't give a fuck cool like, i don't even give it a makes fuck. me let's, happy let's, let's do the yeah. next one keep it going yeah exactly man let's keep it going because like I don't ever expect to make money as a vocalist. I'm just doing that shit because I want to do it. But I know I'm going to make hella money making these beats and doing mix downs and masters. And like, that's the behind the scenes circle I want to be in. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be the dude that's worried about rapping for a living, dude. (laughs) He's like, I want to be the dude that's recording all the rappers and fucking making bank and catching royalties and fucking just working in a studio. Yeah, man. If I could sit in this room and make my money, I'd be so happy. That's what I want to do, too, but I don't even know, bro. I was supposed to pack up the studio like a couple months ago because I thought I was moving. I'm glad I didn't tear it down. Or I was out of the fucking sad because now I right. think I'm staying in my spot for another like year or so. So like I, I need to just move it all at the last day, bro. Like I, there's no way, dude. It's right. just, it sucks because it's like, dude, bro, if I would have taken all this shit down, bro, and just waited another, I would not have put it back up. I got to be honest with myself. I would have just left this bitch. Right. Studio list for a year. Studio, yeah. Studio list, podcast list, music list, depressed. Nah, I couldn't <laughs> do that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. The most I can go is like a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. A couple weeks until the depression really kicks in. How long did it take you to get yeah. your studio set up when you moved out there? Because I remember you left to Florida. Like, what, what, fuck, how long ago was it? Like six months ago, something like that? Um, it's almost been six months. Yeah. I left the end, I left June like 28th or some shit and got here right at the beginning of July. So, July, August, September, October, November. It's been five and a half months. Yeah. God damn. But bro. Uh, it, it took me, once I got here, I think we took a couple days because, bro, that drive. I was pulling a trailer. We had to do like 65 miles an hour across the whole damn country. So it took forever. It was like 20 hours, both days almost. Oh dude. And <clears throat> that's disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. That's na- the what did you day do for the whole car ride? Audiobooks. Audiobooks, dude. Dead ass. I'm not even kidding. I, uh, I'm a huge nerd. I love star Wars and I have like 56 star Wars audiobooks, And that's, hundreds of hours of content so i just listen to audiobooks damn dude you know you should you should have been bumping ablt <laughs> <laughs> i think i did i think i did actually i think i went back and listened to a couple of episodes <laughs> he's like i went back just for some real depression <laughs> he's like the most boring no, shit was... ever just put it on well how, no, there was... how many books did you get through two some two. of those books are like Shit. Okay. Can you hear me, bro? My mic went out. <laughs> yeah, my mic went out. I was like, oh shit, bro. I was like, what the fuck, bro? I can't hear shit, dude. Fuck. Yep, yep. I, I lost where we were at. Um, we, you asked me what I did while we were driving across the country. But the main question here was you asked me how long it took me to set my studio up. Um I got here and I chilled for a couple days and I unpacked and like moved in. So I think the first week I was here. I got in here and got this shit built. And the second, like day 10, I was in here writing music. Hell yeah, dude. And the day yeah. 10, I was in here writing music. He's like, I was not yeah. fucking playing. Nah. Nah. He's like, bro, we getting it. 
I mean, um, I'm telling you. So how one thing I did want to ask you was that because I I, I want to get your perspective because you're an artist and a lot of people are fucking stupid. The Travis Scott show, what was it called? Oh, Astro World, World. or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Yep. What's your input on that, bro? Because I heard they like dropped the charge. Like they were trying to charge him, but then they dropped him. Well, there's I don't know, man. I don't trust a lot of the shit that comes from the media these days. So. I heard all that shit happen. I heard all those crazy stories about somebody running around injecting people with shit. Come to find out that never happened. And the crowd literally just mobbed. I don't know, dude. Travis Scott has a history of uh, inciting. He got charged with inciting a riot at one of his shows. He gets his crowd fucking hype. He he absolutely has that power and he does what he does. Like, I mean, bro, you at a metal show, like Lamb of God literally divides the crowd and calls it the wall of death. Oh, and yeah, people bro. sprint. They sprinted each other and they beat the fucking shit out of each other. Like, I mean, people don't die. People help each other up. So I think that's a difference in communities and scenes maybe a little bit. But I don't think Travis Scott and Drake should be sued for billions and billions and billions of dollars. I think that it comes down to a joint responsibility. Um, there were too many people in that venue space. Um, Travis Scott and Drake could have hired better security. They could have had better crowd control. Like there's giant record labels behind that. I think there's a lot of people involved that could have, this is going to be a lesson. Like you have to do better. Um, Oh yeah. It's, I had a friend who was working that show. I have a friend who's a rigger. Um, he like builds the stages and gets on the ropes and chains and puts all the shit in the rafters and up, up top and shit. And he was there and he was like pulling people over the barriers. And he said it was absolutely horrific to be a part of. So like the reality of it, you and I will never understand because we weren't there, but 10 kids died. And that's like super fucked up. Somebody's got to be held responsible for that shit. But I don't think that you can sit here. I don't know. Like Travis Scott offered to pay for the funerals. He's offered to do all this shit that I think is stand up and the right thing to do. And these families have said, like, no, we don't want to do that. We want to sue you for $2 billion. God damn. So, I mean, what else was he he offering other than paying for the funerals? Was (laughs) he? Well, he was working real close with law enforcement because there was all kinds of rumors going around that like people were sticking people with needles. And like, I'm going to tell you what, here's another thing the general public doesn't understand being an artist. There are a lot of times when you're on stage looking at the crowd, you can't see shit, but the first two rows of the audience. Yeah. You're, you're literally being blinded by lights and lasers and pyros. Like you can't see shit, but the first couple rows of the crowd. So everybody's saying that he was just like watching all this shit happen. He probably didn't notice until it was like way too late, but should the show have kept going on for 20 minutes? Like, no, absolutely not. I just, I don't know. There's so many flip sides to that. And again, I wasn't there. So he's like, I couldn't tell you, but here's, here's like my thing on it. Like, I, I'm not saying there definitely are some people to blame for this. Like people are like, Oh, he he should because it's like he should have stopped the show, and it's like okay, like, let's bring it back to you know back to heavy metal, bro. At Warp Tour, there was someone dying in the crowd, and they stopped the show. I mean, like it's it's out of the I don't know. Like I said, like yeah, you we weren't there, so we don't know if he saw what was happening because that crowd was fucking huge. But he he already mm-hmm. knew how big it was, 
So then at that point, if he's already known for starting <laughs> riots in his own show, bro, like, you know, that's too many people, dog. But here's my thing. If you see something going down, you see an ambulance coming through the crowd as an artist. You stop the you show. Stop the fucking show. You can't sit here and blame Travis Scott. This, this isn't his fault that that those 45 people start rioting it's not necessarily his fault at the end of the day it comes down to your own decision and taking responsibility for your action like well those people need to know that like bro those people were just rioting he has he has nothing to necessarily do with that if he you know what i mean like you can't sue the dude if anything it's more of like you got to blame the venue in a sense for a allowing that many people b not having the correct staff you know for that that many people like it you can't it's not travis scott that was like i mean you never know i mean if he's been known for incenting rights but i mean this is I didn't even know that, but my whole thing was, is like at the, at the fucking, when he was booking all this, he wasn't like, we're going to have fucking riots. We're going <laughs> to like, you know what I mean? But it's like, you can't fucking yeah. sue the dude for people dying at his show. He has nothing to do with that. Even if he didn't well, stop the crowd, the crowd was going to, even if he didn't stop the show, I, um, in my, uh, in my belief, the crowd was still going to fucking riot anyways. Like they were still going to do what they were going to do, bro. That if he gets them that hype and shit, it comes down to people need to take responsibility for their own actions, bro. Like I've been super hyphy at concerts. Not once did I start rioting. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like what, dude? <laughs> what the yeah, fuck, yeah. Bro? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not actually sure what happened and what started that shit. Like <laughs> not a clue. <laughs> but like, let's be honest. We're, if you're an artist on stage, you, you can't pull the plug you can't stop the sound you know what i mean i guess the dj could stop the fucking music but like that's the sound guy the sound guy is the one if he sees a fucking ambulance running through wouldn't you just fucking cut the sound and turn yeah. the lights on wouldn't yeah wouldn't you yeah literally <laughs> like but you never know the sound guy could have been ran out of the booth at that point dude they could have had fucking looters i and guess shit, that's true dude. i don't know fuck i don't know but if i was like dude the dj can just hit the fucking pause button on his laptop you know what i mean like there's a whole yeah. bunch of different things that they could have done but i'm sorry like I and, and i agree i agree that like when it's that big of a crowd you can't see all the way back there boy you can see a fucking ambulance dog yeah <laughs> like nice. you can no matter what bro, like dude i don't give a fuck what how how blind you think you are dog you can see an ambulance dude like it's not like oh they're just running down the highway dude coming through your crowd bro like <laughs> No, that's facts, man. I don't know. At the end of the day, that whole thing is sad as fuck. Oh, and it, it sucks. Is. It, it is. sucks for the music industry because I'm terrified of what that's going to have, like long lasting repercussions I, on festivals and big shows like that. Like there's going to be some changes. There's going to be no more. World. There's going to be no more moshing and shit, dude. There's going to be no more circle pits. And it's, but, it, but like what you were saying is right, though. Like it all comes down to like the, the just the people because it's like in, in the heavy metal kind of industry and like at those shows and shit bro i mean i've been fucking leveled a few times but some like two gorillas picked me up off the ground you know what i mean yep. i didn't just get yeah. fucking yeah. trampled bro like there's people when they do those circle pits bro dude there's a I, there's a grip of times i've done them hammered and i've eaten shit and they all like stopped and just lifted me up as they were running and threw me out of the fucking circle pit and i was like oh cool hell yeah i didn't get trampled that's gangster thank you guys you guys are amazing even yep. though you fucking yep. almost knocked me the fuck out at least he picked me up so i didn't die so <laughs> you yeah. know props no, dude, that's, fucking- that's- 
it's, that's a real thing it's just like the genre it's like the respect you have because it's like in that industry in the in like when you go to heavy metal i hate hardcore dancers by the way but uh fuck like, you <laughs> oh are you one of those hardcore dancers bro that just fucking flail elbows at people and shit to fucking knock out some teeth bro fucking crack some noses open <laughs> it's not into Intentional, but yeah, if you're gonna it's get into it, you might catch intentional, bro. Yeah, you you might catch it. You might catch an elbow, <laughs> bro. But like in that in that world, it's like it's a respect. Like we get to mosh and be violent, but like we're gonna respect one another. There might be a fist fight that breaks out, but no one's yeah. gonna get trampled. Nah, <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like <clears throat> there's that respect. Like we want to f- get fucked up for sure. But we don't want to like intentionally just murder somebody. Facts. It's different in the in the hip hop industry. There's in, in that genre, I should just say, they don't really do mosh pits, dude. <laughs> they, they really fucking don't, bro. There's not circle I, pits and shit. I mean, bullshit, depending on the artist, they, but yeah, for the I, I, mean, I mean, for bullshit. the most part, for the most part, like you know, when let's just jump into like some mainstream arts. When you go to like some Drake concert or fucking you know okay. what, like Rihanna or like Fifty Cent or some shit, you, you know, motherfuckers aren't moshing, bro. If you put on Suicide Boys, maybe it's a little bit different, or like some like that old school like Wu Tang or some of nah, that bro. shit, bro. Like it, it's a little different but you know for most of it maybe some icp dude or twisted or some shit dude you have some people stabbing you with knives or something but when you come into like normal hip-hop like chris brown's on stage there's not motherfuckers just Uh, hardcore dancing flailing elbows and shit dude knocking out innocent women dude you're a fucking jackass And this isn't you crack me this up. Is, this is I'm not trying to hate on hardcore dancers, even though it kind of sounds yeah, you like are. It, it's fine. But it's, it's fine. It's just like it's cool. I've seen do like bro, my homie like so like there's people that take it like very very seriously, bro. My homie got it. His, never used to be like that. My, it wasn't. It wasn't about that. My homie got like I don't know. There was this like a buff Asian dude, bro. He was fucking throwing roundhouse kicks and shit, dude. And he clipped my homeboy in the face, bro. Like broke Hell his yeah. nose and shit, bro. I was like, dude, what the fuck? hell yeah i was like i'm down to mosh and break my nose like that's totally different or like the wall of death and break my nose you know stuff like that i totally get but just sitting there Mm -hmm. innocent bystander just you know drinking your beer just you just get done moshing so you're just trying to get some refreshment in and some dude comes by with a roundhouse kick across your face you're like what the fuck (laughs) don't stand by the pit don't stand by but which they kind of here here's my thing and a lot of times i like it They'll have separate pits to where, you know, it's a pit of hardcore dancers and just like moshes and shit. There's, they usually have different pits, but I hate when they mix because like you have dudes running in circles, like moshing and shit. And then you have these dudes in the middle, just fucking roundhouse kicks, dude, doing Kung Fu and shit, bro. All types of crazy shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing flying knees in the air, dude, face level. Oh my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, that's the difference. That is funny. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. That was a tangent. That was yeah. that, that was a tangent. <laughs> but so explain. So for people, because this is also like a, a music kind of industry show as well. What are a lot of like the things that you 
you have had to go through to get to the levels that you're at. And I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of them are like repetitive things because with artists, you see the same problems, you see the same hiccups, even though if they, they've moved past it and, and, you know, been accomplished or whatever, you see another hiccup that's similar that will come into their lives. Like whether it be contracts or fucking distribution, you know, being dumb on your own end. You know, not getting certain and, copyrights and shit done. Not like, you know, you think you own all this, but this happens. And you're like, motherfucker, I swear last time <laughs> I thought I did it yeah. correctly. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. I've I've gone through all of it from being an artist to being a producer to being an engineer, going through contracts with individuals, trying to get people to pay you up front is difficult. Um I mean, marketing failures, advertisement failures. You just got to keep adjusting that plan, dude. Like, it's kind of a hard question to answer. Because um, I've been through the gamut of it. And right now, I think right now, it's about to be successful. Because I think I have a good plan. Like, dude, I have 50 songs with people. And none of them have dropped. Not, not fucking one. And that's over three years of time as a producer. So Minor that becomes... Years are coming soon. Are coming. Are coming I promise, soon. bro. They- nebs are coming soon. Okay, so I lied. My my little brother is the most consistent motherfucker. Shout out Leroy. I hate Leroy on all social media. The E in Leroy is a three. Um, but he's the most consistent motherfucker with releases, tracks. I've made him a couple beats, and he just drops a track. I send him a beat. He records the shit. He drops it. Puts it on SoundCloud. Has it on DistroKid. It's on Spotify. It's out. He just so he ain't fucking around. Out. Yeah, he really he's really about the work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, there are times when that stops, but I, I guess that's a thing, you know, consistency. Um, you got to keep doing it. If you have a period where you stop for two months, for three months, you don't release any content, you've lost all that traction. So you're starting from square one again. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, if you were getting 20,000 plays a month on Spotify. If you're silent for three months, you got to come back. You're going to start at 500 plays. Like, oh, for sure. You're not going to, unless you're a big established, like, billboard charting artist or you got hits you know what i mean because somebody could be look kendrick lamar could drop a single tomorrow and five million people would listen to it in 12 hours but you're not kendrick lamar so you got to stay consistent and you got to keep that marketing that promo that advertisement like the minute you stop you better have a backlog of shit to fall back on yeah that's true you better you better have some mixtapes and albums already out dude you gotta have ready ready yeah yeah ready to go like that's been a failure of mine right now like I for a while there I had I had 50 fucking beats I was sitting on and I've got you know 180 more unfinished projects just sitting around and I'm like all right I'm good you know I'm gonna I'm gonna work I'm not gonna do this I'm gonna play some video games I'm gonna hang out by the pool like I'm not in the studio every day I'm not writing beats every day because I didn't feel the pressure to do it and I guess it's like you know be careful what you ask for because I manifested this shit for myself I was like I want to be busy I want to be busy I want to write the most music I've ever written when I get to Florida and I did exactly the opposite of that like as soon as i got a job i was like never in my studio i wasn't writing no beats i'm not doing nothing and then all of a sudden i got busy and i'm sitting here going through beats and i'm like fuck i don't have any finished beats to send anybody and i got people on deck with teams of artists who are like send me a 10 pack right now and we'll probably buy all of them and i'm like bruh i want i want that money so like and and this deal all these people want exclusive tracks they don't want me to do leases with them and i'm like okay i'll do exclusive rights for you for a cheap flat rate if you give me 20% of the royalties. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's that shit coming out. So it's like, God, you got to stay consistent, man. Cause I'm kicking my own ass right now for not having beats. Cause now I feel way under pressure to finish like 50 more beats in two weeks. But you got it, bro. You just got to get in that groove, dude. Like now, Foxy, if I didn't have all this other shit to do today, bro, I'd probably just upload all that shit to the right. distributors to do my music shit. Even though like I have the next two weeks I have, I'm off. I mean, I'll probably do like Uber and shit like that. Just to make some side cash and shit for the next two weeks, but I'm paid off, dude. Like, so I have a lot of time. So that this is the time where I'm going to, I'm going to schedule all of my releases with, you know, you United, go. I'm going to put all the information in. I'm going to upload the tracks. I'm going to upload the stuff and I'm going to have it on a scheduled release. So I don't have to come back in hit yeah. go i don't have to come back and yep. hit publish it's already there it's already all i have to do after that and over like so it'll be i'll set that up over the next two weeks and then it'll release next month in a way to where i'll already have these promotions going out i'll already yep. be promoting the track the cover photos sound bites of the song and shit like that so i'll be able to just put it out and then just have it release on its own and then promote it and not have to be on the computer or in the yeah, studio yeah, yeah. i can just handle it Watch from my dog phone. That shit. yeah i can just yep. handle all of it from my phone and now i got the iphone 13 so i'm really coming up Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. big dog over here Ooh. samsung gang samsung gang <laughs> bro i had I, I can't do android anymore now i officially hey, switched listen. over there is nobody more stubborn in the world than an android user who won't switch to iphone literally that's me. Yeah, that that was me because even like my girlfriend was for a while. Oh, switch over, switch over, and I was like, nah, like what? I don't want to go spend nine hundred dollars on an iPhone. And then my phones just started getting shitty, and like I, I broke one, and then I had to grab like a backup phone, and then that one just started Ugh. just getting d- dusted. And I'm just like, dude, fuck, whatever. I'll go spend nine hundred dollars on an iPhone. It's like I was like, whatever. I'll just get over it. I'll do it. Mm. Like. Cause like, dude, I'm gonna do an Uber and shit, bro. iPhone's elite for that. Like, dude, you fucking some Android, bro, is just gonna glitch out, dude, and fucking. Nah, see, that's why I said Samsung game. All types I didn't of say shit. Android game. Well, Samsung, Samsung is Android. Yeah, but Samsung Galaxy is the dopest phones on the market. No, I did. Period. Okay, so when I had a Samsung Galaxy, I had the. This is how long ago I had. I had the the Galaxy S3, gangster. Ew gangster bro. yeah but it was gangster right yeah gangster i loved it because at that time though the, that's when like the iphone 4 was out like i had the iphone 4 right. too but back then you couldn't do that much in an iphone iphones kind of sucked dude you couldn't nah, customize yeah. it like how you wanted to on like a samsung so like i I, tr- I went to android and like i had the samsung s3 and i was like you know this is gangster and then i had the s7 and then you know i was like you know this is tight this is tight and then uh, iphone started really improving a lot recently so i was like well not just recently all of a sudden but like within the last like five years they've really have just fucking started dude i can do so much shit now on this iphone that motherfuckers can't do on their new google phones or the new fucking motorola's or samsung's dude any of that shit bet bet dude this thing dude this will uh elite. i'll come out there i'm out i'm out there in in two weeks we'll have a we'll have a phone off yeah I'll we'll have a win. phone <laughs> off. Like, look how much porn i look up dude no no, <laughs> no lag time look at this puppy bro and just runs like a trooper yeah dude this oled fucking q crystal display bitch what's good what's good dude, <laughs> i did order my fucking case here. i ordered my case on like this no like the the second of december and you know like when you order stuff they're like oh yeah you can you can can pay for this or this to like get it there quicker i was like i'll just do the basic dude like fucking five business days like i don't really care 
bro, it 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 didn't move for like two weeks. It just was like, oh yeah, it just it just sat there at, mm-hmm. at like the little warehouse thing. I even emailed them I'm like, yo, like I understand, like you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing next day shipping or anything, but it's like. It's been like 10 days. It's supposed to be here at least within five. It's like, can, can you guys, and it says it's just sitting at your location. I was like, can you guys just like move it, please? Like put that bitch in the mail. Yeah, please. Please. Like, I mean, I would like it because it's like, I don't want to dust my phone, my brand new phone. So it's like, yeah, can I please like get get that? And they email me back like, oh, sorry. So what, what it didn't say was like, you know, when you bought it, what it didn't say was that when 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 it hits their shipping center, it takes seven to fifteen more business days. I was like, "Bitch, what? I might as well just cancel my order and order this shit through yep. Amazon Prime." I was like, "What the fuck?" Yep, I was thanks. like, "Dude, what?" And I was like, "This is ridiculous, thanks. dude." And it was like twenty dollars cheaper on Amazon. I was like, yeah. "Dude, what the fuck, bro?" Lesson learned: Don't fuck around. Don't fuck around, dude. I had to. I've had to learn that lesson, unfortunately. It's bitten me in the ass a few times, like like a bunch. Uh, but hold on, one thing I want to mention because the I asked that question of like you know those things that you run into constantly that fuck you up. Mine was contracts. Everybody, get your fucking contracts straight. Don't even if it's your homeboy, like either pay the uh, get get paid out immediately or pay them out or have a fucking contract because like yep, I've had many a homeboys in this industry that fucked me over. <laughs> so it's like you kind of fucking even if they're like your homie it's like dude no nope, dude either give me the money yeah. up front or contract or something bro because it's like there's no fucking way i'm wasting my goddamn nah. time again nope yeah dude it's i don't know back to the back to the original point um there is there is so many things contracts consistency backlogs i mean life happens you know what i mean so you can't just completely ignore all that shit but if you want to do it and be serious about it you just got to keep fucking plugging it's not always fun is is the hard truth about that shit no the behind the scenes stuff sucks ass like i thought it was going to be cute and fun and all that shit when i joined and originally when i joined and you know after a couple years i was with the label and it was just easier because people were just doing things for me (laughs) so it was it was a lot easier but now it's like when you're independent and shit dude this shit fucking sucks well again you know that's the good thing if you're going to be independent get involved with the crew get involved get some people on your team you know what i mean all right you handle the bmi numbers i'm going to handle this i'm going to handle this you handle the promotion i handle the marketing you handle the fucking social media like you break that shit up and you get a team working on shit yeah you got to get yourself a street team bro like you got to get your shit ready but that's also hard to find too because it's like i had a bunch of people that were like on a team even when i was independent after the label and everything and it just started falling apart. Of course, it it was the thing of, of course, it was just the wrong people. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, how many times are you going to run into that before you get the right people? Bro, I've been, I'm 34 years old. I've been after this for a long time. So I understand that more than most people. A lot of people give up by my age, but uh, I just don't give no fucks. Bro, I'm it 26. I'm 26. And I want to give up on everything. <laughs> Facts. It's like, I mean, it's like, that's actually kind of depressing. <laughs> I, it, dude it happens i've been there i've been there so many fucking times but like you just gotta keep plugging away if you are serious about it you know if it's a hobby fuck it yeah you, if, if bro you have to be serious about it like you yeah. have to be and that's what actually bro i was literally talking to one of my homies about that the other day because he's like i just want to make music again he's like we should make music again i'm like bro i, I cut him off right there but i was like dude like if you want to take this shit seriously bro i was like all this 
fuck all this drinking and drugs all the time. It's like, bro, like that's just the shit. Like, and I've told him this multiple times. I'm like, dude, that's just the stuff you see in these music videos, bro. Like, I mean, and he was with me when I was with the label. He see, he saw a lot of what I was doing. Of course I was getting dusted for sure, but I was also taking care of my shit. I wasn't right. like, I wasn't just like, Oh, we're fucking partying and shit. Like, Oh, this is amazing. Now the next day I was up at fucking 11 and I was in the studio recording hungover and it probably would have been better if I wasn't hungover or if I didn't drink, oh, and I yeah. probably could have done better networking if I wasn't hammered, you know, it's all that stuff. But I was telling him, I was like, dude, this drinking shit and partying till 6am. I was like, dog, that has to stop, bro. Like if you want to be serious, cause he also wants to start doing tattoos too as well. Cause he is a dope artist. Like he knows, I mean, he, from artwork to actual, you know, music, he's dope as fuck. And I was telling him, I was like, you got to take it seriously, bro. And he was like, well, you know, my cousin for like my cousin, he was like, Oh, you know, your cousin, he's going to be my manager. I'm like, dude, no. I was like, bro, like he's your homie and shit. But I was like, at the same time, I was like, that's not what this industry is, bro. I was like, you can't just have some dude that's just as wild as you being your manager. You need someone that gives a fuck about your career just as much as you do. Because if yeah. that's a person managing you, that when you're going out to these meetings and we're going out to like these social gatherings for networking and stuff, you guys aren't going to be sitting there at the bar with each other, clashing fucking shots every 10 seconds, getting hammered, doing absolutely nothing. Because if he gives a fuck about your career and he takes that serious because that's how he's going to get paid too. That's who you want, bro. You don't, oh, he's my homie, bro. Like, oh, he's going to be my man. Nah, dude, that's not going to work out. And I've told him that in the no. past. I'm like, bro, you got to stop all this dicking around and getting hammered till three in the morning. I was like, bro, like do that for the music videos and stuff like that. I was like, bro. But like when yeah. it comes to doing the work, I was like, bro, you cannot be like that. Do you know what's telling him? I was like, dude, it's not like that, bro. Like if you got seven days a week, you can do that. One of them. Yeah. And it's not even like the other six days. You need to be like, they're going to be long, frustrating, grueling fucking days, notepads, laptops, conversations, phone calls. But like, it, it's not all fun and games is the thing. Like, right for but that's what they advertise that's what they show you you know what i mean when you look at like somebody like fucking justin timberlake's life or somebody like drake's life like yeah i'm sure their life is exactly like that but they are fucking multi-million dollar billboard charting artists you are not so like you can't act like that well i mean it's not even that though like you see it you see the long with the longevity of most of these artists like instance like drake i bet you he gets dusted but i bet you he keeps it to a minimum like you yeah, see all of these videos like of all like strippers and bottle whatever like yeah that's to catch your attention bro like if you think he lives yeah. that life every day i'm sorry you're sadly nah. mistaken because that dude is a fucking businessman that dude is probably yep. up at 7 a.m most mornings to take care of all of the shit he needs to take care of yes so yes. it's like yes bro like and i was telling him too like because he i think he saw just like how spoiled i was when i was in the industry like behind a label and shit i had people doing my releases i had people doing like my sound bites i had people do all that bro all i had to do was hit like a fucking go button like upload and just this and that like i didn't have to worry about all the work behind the scenes and he saw that and he just thought like that people were going to do that for him which I mean, like I had people that were doing mm -hmm. that for me, but they were also like, in a sense, they were getting paid too. It's not like they were just doing right. it for free. So I was telling them, I was like, bro, like when it's, when it's just you dog, I was like, you got to really kick that shit into overtime, bro. You have to do all your own shit, bro. Like, so I'm going to help him do his BMI. My girlfriend's going to help him get his LLC and copyrights done. Cause she knows how to do that and shit too. So it's like, 
Well, I was like, we can help you out. Well, I was like, we can help you out and hook you up and do it for free and shit. But I was like, dude, after that, like, you still have to manage all your own shit, bro. You got to, because he was asking me, he was like, yeah, bro, you should, uh, you should be my manager then. I was like, fuck down, dude. I can barely do the shit I'm doing now, bro. I'm working like three to four jobs and shit, dude, investing on things, fucking podcasts, music. I'm like, I don't have time to worry about your career and your life and shit, dude. Like, what the fuck? I was down. I'm like, bro, I was like, you got to learn how to do this on your own, bro. And then once you find that manager that cares about you and your career, in their paycheck too like that's when you can start moving up and advancing and doing more and but you're doing more but doing less on your own you know you have this dude that takes care of this but you still have to take care of your music but he's going to take care of talking to agents he's going to be taking care of like talking to like bookers venues fucking you know like lawyers record label people like bro <laughs> like that is mm-hmm. all that person and you just do your fucking music your releases and all that and let that person take care of that shit but it's hard to get that kind of connection with people so it takes a while and that's what i was telling them i'm like bro like well i had it sweet from the start dude when i was at the label dude, i had a gangster bro but when i had to start doing shit on my own i was like fuck this yep that's 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 how it is so what's what is your since we're coming to the end of the show what is your five-year plan now looking like for the next five years what do you really want to do i mean of course you know you want to make money and blow up and be the next you know big fucking dr dre or whatever but what what is your realistic five-year plan where do you see yourself down the road in five in five from now, I would like to not work a traditional job and have my production be the main source of my income. That is my only goal. If I can make 50K a year in five years doing production, I'd be super happy. Obviously, it builds from there, but like that's kind of the goal right now. You know, I got six different artists, I got 50 tracks, I got two different little local teams. I just met some people here in Tampa. It's just networking. So I'm going to spend like the next year on content networking. The year after that, it's going to go real hard into branding, marketing, like building a thing and then rinse, lather and repeat and just keep it consistent. In five years, I want to be able to like walk away from my day job and be like, I do this now. Right. <clears throat> I feel that, dude. I feel that 100 because <laughs> that's where I want to be, too. But I don't know what I'm going to be doing, bro. I'm going to be doing like, like I said, bro, I'm investing on businesses. I'm fucking working like three jobs now and this shit is rough i mean it'll become that you know what i mean i'll give up a day job to be an entrepreneur and be my own like you know i create a product i'm gonna have to run a business i'm gonna have to sell that product i'm gonna have to work with all these fucking people i want to do artist development like it, it it'll become eight jobs trading in for one but i'd be way happier not clocking in just being on my own payroll yeah but that all sounds stressful it is. <laughs> you gotta do you gotta do all these taxes you gotta fucking cut out percentages you're just sitting here like fuck <laughs> I I mean, it's, it's not that bad dude it's just like i mean that that goes back to one of those things like how, are, are you a businessman or are you not you know what i mean because if you want to be a, on a successful business level it's going to be the same anywhere else you go that's true no that is true you got to take on that more responsibility you got to learn how to do those detailed things on your own you know you gotta learn how to cut your own salary to you know pay taxes at the end of the year on all your shit you gotta learn how to write off your stuff you gotta learn how to you know make sure that it's a legal business that you're doing and you know that it that it performs well that you can do this and you know have a certain amount of gross and you know and growth in your company as well so 
that's all that but that just all sounds horrible (laughs) i'm not gonna lie to you it sure can be but i don't know i'd rather control the majority of that shit myself until i find myself with a group of people i can trust right yeah and that's that could be way down the line you never fucking know dude that could happen when we're it could happen my five-year plan could happen in five months or it could happen in 10 years but my five-year plan is to to be on these beats and on these productions and that's what i want my shit to be oh yeah bro so before we end this show tell them where they can find you drop all your Big shit bet. all right epitaph beats at epitaph beats on all social medias um twitter facebook insta i got you i got beat stars i got soundcloud uh that's where all that shit is the dark heart project is a week old two weeks old maybe um so that'll be at drk hrt on all social media or dark heart music. Um, that's like some little peep, sad boy, emo rap shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is. You know what, you know what we should do for the last couple of minutes? You should pull up that track. and. Play oh it. yeah. I told you I was, hold on. Let me share my yeah. screen real quick. Um, share sound. Okay. Bet. All right. I just pull up. It's all on Pornhub and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah. We on that SoundCloud wave. We ain't got YouTube money. We ain't got YouTube money, bro. What do you think this is? So this is me and my brother, um, Leroy. We both on the vocals. He had one of his producers do the track. Um, beats super hard. But it, it it's this whole new thing here. It doesn't sound like Lil so Peep. So what is it? But- uh, the same song is called Look Up L3ROY. Let's check it out. Second one. This one? Yep. All right. I hate Leroy. <laughs> All right. What one is first, it? This one? First one. Yep. Do you hear anything? Oh, yeah.
why you don't call my phone I know that you know why you don't call my phone I tie this noose around my neck I would have wagered all my bets I wish I could fucking forget But I cannot replace your sex I'm grown to gold, just leave me alone Never imagined that this is the way I would fucking grow old I'm grown to gold, just leave me alone Never imagined that this is the way I would fucking grow old So jaded, so faded, so fucking degraded I made it this far, but I just fucking hate it Wish I could replace it, wish I could rename it Take all my demons to a grave that is nameless I've come so far, you wouldn't believe You best understand why I'm distant You know that it's none of your business I know you be tweaking, you tripping Here we are in a standoff, I'ma lace up, put the mask on Got a big life with a red dot, better watch out, get the side on Yeah, that was hard, bro. Yeah, that's a leak right there. Well, it's dropped now. Damn. Hey, that's me and that's me and my brother. That's actually tied. I'm gonna send that to one of my homies because so some of my friends they don't really like hip hop, but one of them yeah. is like he he. I mean, he's like a heavy metal dude, but he'll dabble into like some of like the like the Travis Barker type of shit. Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm gonna send him that, bro. I bet you he'll like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, dude. It's not, I don't want to call it hip hop. I don't want to call it rap. I don't want to call it. It's like we're bringing back that 2005 taking back Sunday kind of emo vibe over trap ass beats. Yeah, over trap ass beats. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, everybody, check out Epitaph, Epitaph Beats on all social media. And I don't remember, I think it's called the coughtalk.buzzsprout.com. Check us out on all social media, top right hand corner of our website. It has all of our social media links. Check us out on Snapchat, ABLT Podcast. Remember, ABLT Podcast, LLC. We're here. And what else do I have to announce? Oh, yeah, abltpodcast.store. Check us out there. Uh, our email, you know we love hate mail, abltpodcast at gmail.com. Send it over. Other than that, thank you for coming on. It was awesome having you on, Mr. Epitat. We here. We're hey. in the building. Hyenas. Peace. Peace.